Stop laughing, we're recording. I can't. Guys, hey guys, you are listening to the Fist of Fail podcast. This is Will. I'm here with Zero and Mark again. Hello. Hey, and we tried to record like three times already, but we failed every time, so hopefully this one works. It's that third time's a charm, right? Right, right, <laughs> but it's okay, because uh, none of this is real, because we are all living in the Matrix. No, fuck that. No, that's yeah. a terrible segue. Um, but th- we are talking about the Matrix today uh, for episode four. And the reason why we're doing that is because as you listeners are listening to this right now, it is the 20th anniversary of the movie. Yay. Hey, hey Will. Yay. That's exciting and all. But is this a kung fu movie? <laughs> yes, of course it is. Okay. Why else do you think we're doing this? Okay, of course it's a kung fu movie. It's a it's a hybrid. It's, it's a, a sci-fi action kung fu. Right, right. It, it's it's also it's it, yeah, any movie with Yu Ping, it, it's it counts in my book. Now is this uh, the first time an American production has Yu Ping in it? I don't think so. I think he's he's been cast before. If I don't if I'm not mistaken, then that's a good I question. have I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> but, but uh, well, I think this is the one that. Um, made people realize like okay if you want good martial arts action he's the guy to get to choreograph to choreograph your movie yeah of course he's um i mean if you guys don't know who he is um shame on you but he's the person that you should think about when you think uh traditional chinese kung fu choreography if you think about all the movies out there that uh, you recognize or you you think wow this is fantastic uh, fighting Probably Yun Wuping, some way or one way or another, uh, especially more uh, modern movies like the past decade or three. Uh, you know, not the, not so much now. I, I feel like he's definitely slowed down course, a little yeah, bit. He's yeah. he's done a lot more. He's done a lot more directing yeah. too. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, so not not just action choreographer. It's not the it's not the mid two thousands anymore. Because <laughs> anything. Well, from, if, this, if this is a twenty year anniversary of a nineteen ninety nine. That's true. So. And Mark actually has the VHS of the movie on him. So exciting. Uh, Why don't you uh, read the box for us? Smart filmmaking. Get strapped in for a brain-popping trip. Is that LSD? That (laughs) that sounds like something LSD would do. Richard Corliss from Time magazine. Oh, okay. Anyway, so it says, Perception. Our day in, day out world is real. What? (laughs) Is this really on the back of the yes. box? Yeah. <laughs> Our day in, comma, day out world is real. In, okay. <laughs> is that English? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently. Reality. That world is a hoax, an elaborate deception spun by all-powerful machines of artificial intelligence that control us. Whoa. Wait, are, are you, wait no, you've got to be kidding me. It no. does not say whoa on the I, back of the box. Yeah, it does. No, no fucking way. <laughs> you see it? Maybe Keanu Reeves wrote this. What? No, he's serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Artificial intelligence. Whoa. And it also tells us. you the whole movie. Why, why, why even watch the movie? <laughs> Mind warp stunts, techno slam and visuals, mega kick action. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> mega kick. <laughs> mega kick. Yeah. Isn't that a Pokemon move? <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne lead the fight to free humankind in The Matrix, the CNC again cyber thriller written and directed by the Wachowski brothers. Parentheses bound. (laughs) This is so bad. I I was going to say, I always thought his name was Lawrence 
Fishberg. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jewish. <laughs> no, I was I was That's thinking like I was thinking he was it was like a, a berg of fish. <laughs> Fishberg. <laughs> Uh, yes, Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie. He plays Morpheus. Um, man, it, it's so hard to, it's so weird to actually explain the plot of The Matrix because everyone's seen it. It's well, there, everyone's seen there it. are there are children who have not yet watched this, like teenagers who are like, "What's The Matrix?" Oh, jeez. Well, that's just because it, yeah. that's just because it's a newer generation. Oh, that's it, what that's I'm true. saying. Yeah. There's going to be people who have no Always. idea what the hell this is. But as far as like our within like. 10 years of either direction of us mm-hmm. like somebody like everybody should 90 percent of people should have seen that movie right, right. and I, especially I just, since we had so many sequels to to enforce that mm-hmm. and it's just been ripped off so oh much. yeah yeah this parodied movie. ripped off mm-hmm. borrowed from and the, the parodies, special effects wise too if you guys even saw the 90s or, or if you didn't because you're 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 a millennial Seven. you're not even a millennial whatever past millennial is uh you guys Zed. Zed? really uh, it's dude. generation z i believe <laughs> if you guys don't remember that there's a period of time where every movie was parodying this in terms of the action mm-hmm. do you remember that oh god do you remember yeah. that every it, it was sickening every teen comedy had some sort of slow motion effect of mm-hmm. okay basically in any 90s movie if you were dodging something <laughs> they had they most likely had fake bullet time because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford yeah. the the camera effect yeah. to do it. I, I, I immediately think of scary movie. Yeah, when, uh, I was gonna say like they ripped that off. Uh, well, that was a parody. Well, yeah, movie, yeah, so yeah. I'll I'll give it to them there. Mm-hmm. I remember Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Oh yeah, <laughs> had, had a Matrix stuff I've seen where he's just kind of going back and dodging something. <laughs> but yeah, basically any movie in the. Um, early 2000s where somebody was dodging some mm-hmm. sort of item it yep. went into fake bullet yeah if i remember correctly family guy did a bunch of uh mm-hmm. references to that as well and mm-hmm. like all they, those shows yeah every everything had parody this movie a lot of not only parody not in yeah. terms of the action but a lot of other things have obviously borrowed from this movie uh, in terms of style in terms of action um and this is the one of the few instances where I think that wire foo actually is effective in terms of the action choreography and, and making it believable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it works for the story, yeah, too, yeah. because mm-hmm. they are literally bending reality. Yeah. Right. And so... You fact, expect like it not to be believable in some situations. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. One little disclaimer for you guys listening. Um, we I don't think we're going to be delving into the philosophy of this movie oh my god uh for all those of you out there who are obsessed with this movie who actually took a college course in this movie i'm not even kidding they're actual philosophy uh, wow they're actual philosophy uh philosophy philosophy uh, we get it this there's a lot of little undertones in this movie and there's so much to read into we are not going to that deep into this movie. Um, a lot of people, like like in Broforce, there's a car- there's a video game where you get to play as Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderbro, uh, and a lot of people paint uh, Neo as this badass, and I don't understand that. He's not really a badass character. In fact, you can say there's really no characters in the Matrix. They have no char- defining characteristics. They're uh, kind of blank slates. I, I think you mean more like he has no personality he has no personality of course yeah, he's a character he's he's the one <laughs> yeah he, he's the jesus figure describe give me one characteristic of neo blank slate 
Uh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you were to try to confused uh, uh, trench coat. Black, right? All wearing all black. Well, I mean, I can't. Well, you you wore black all the time. I see how well, that influenced you. Neo is the audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand what's happening, and we as the audience uh, are revealed the story through his eyes. Mm-hmm. So you're you're correct. Like he doesn't have so much of a character, but I wouldn't say he's he's not memorable at all. I, he's not. I would also say that every character in the film is um, lacks personality just because they've technically been all kind of born anew. Because, like, the story behind it is, you know, like, everybody's in a vat and all of this. So, like, technically they don't have any personalities in that world. Like, in the perception world, everybody has some kind of background, some kind of history, something. But when they realize they're in the Matrix and they're born just like Neo, they're basically babies. And, you know, like, that's kind of how I see it. I thought we weren't going to get into the philosophy of this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, but then, like, you mentioned that one point, yeah. and I was just like, well, that that's just kind of how I saw it. Okay, no, it's true. I, it, I mean, there's there's certain elements that would explain why they're not characters, but they also don't have characters. Or, the characters. or they just got lazy and they don't want to put <laughs> yeah. that much effort it, into it. It could go it, either way. It does add a little style to the movie. You know? Yes, the characters, yeah. they speak very... They're very stoic. They don't speak like normal humans do. I guess that's a symbolism that they're like kind of not a hundred percent human. Because what does it mean to be human? What is free will uh, when you've been controlled yeah. by? <laughs> like we came here for the action. Yeah, the characters are there to drive this, for not overly complicated, but you know, like it's a high concept movie. Yeah, we need to get them from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Right, and what were you saying before about the the, the fact that it was high concept? It, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, like, getting this green lit was kind of difficult. Well, with uh, a freaking description like that on the back of the box, if that was your presentation to, like, a room of fucking board members or some shit, like, I, I would be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what so, are you talking about? So, um, they, they came out with a, an art book called The Art of the Matrix, and because this is such a high-concept script, uh, the Wachowskis reached out to uh, comic book artists, so real comic book illustrators, to uh, visually storyboard uh, the more complicated action scenes or the more complicated uh, just any scene in the movie. And because, like you said, the box art, when you, when you just read the description on the back, you're like, what? Why am, why am I going yeah. to um, get into this? So when they presented it to the studio, they had visuals. So because the story is so complicated, uh, they're giving them scene breakdowns and visually you're like oh okay this is cool like they made sure that it was really stylized it was very clear to see like what's going on without any uh, verbal direction or written text mm-hmm. so they were able to green uh, get the greenlit i guess or maybe greenlit to the next section of production because of these uh, basically comic book storyboards mm-hmm. do you think because they got greenlit that's why they put so much green in the movie it's quite quite possible yeah Yeah, the the color correction in this movie it's it's every single scene which which i kind of like it's just not not only the style green but it's it's got its look it's a sickly green but you know of course it it echoes back to the beginning of the movie when you're the actual green characters green's a pervasive 
um, color in this movie, with the well, exception green of the black, real world. Well, the green and black, I guess it, they're just mimicking the, the digital, the computer world, the ro- robots right. and all that shit. Right, but like it, like I said, with the exception of the, the actual real world, when they're in the Nebuchadnezzar, the, the spaceship that they're in, or the, the craft that they're in, uh, that it's not like oversaturated with the green, but it's just muted colors Mm -hmm. no i really like the the dark colors in this and the the clothing that they wear i'm just like oh my god yeah that's awesome a lot of movies uh, have taken influence from this but based off of their 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 fashion style Mm -hmm. you know like everyone you know like like it was it became uh a quiche it was very iconic in the fashion style yeah Um, like well because um it, you I know, said he, quiche. I, just, I meant to say chic. <laughs> you guys want some quiche? Right. Well, this kind of made popular the the trench coat thing mm-hmm. because because he just you know Neo just looks so cool with the yeah. guns and the trench coat, mm-hmm. um, which I believe he actually took, uh, which they took from John Woo movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chow that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean they were very influenced um, by John Woo and uh, Chow Yun Fat's character. Yeah. Hell yeah, we can definitely see that mm-hmm. in the the later gunfights in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of. Um, you know, uh, like a lot of stylized gun action in it. It's it's a lot of flips and stuff. That do you remember how many people bought sunglasses after that movie? Do you know how many people still wear glasses, <laughs> sunglasses indoors? Yeah, <laughs> I attribute it to this movie. Oh, and the other disclaimer I want to bring up is we are not talking about the sequels. Okay, yeah, no, we're not. never doing an episode on the sequels. I'll agree to that. Um, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, whereas the Matrix, I we can argue argue pretty definitively that this is a martial arts movie i can't say the same for the sequels yeah yeah i, I really can't it, it becomes it delves much more into the uh, action mm-hmm. cgi heavy All, only thing we need to say that hasn't been like kind of beaten down like a dead horse and by everyone else in the world is that the matrix sequels doubled down on every other thing uh, that the Matrix was uh, popular for, right. so like, hey, let's let's up the ante with the action, with the philosophy, with the the stoicism and the nihilism. Let's just let's just take that and put, take it to the nth degree. And the sequels completely forgot what moderation is. Yeah. It, it's just too well, much. Well, I mean, it it's a sequel almost to a T in that they take everything that was good about the first one and you know usually you over you're not supposed to but they tend to overdo it yeah and they did overdo it and yeah. that's the problem yeah one thing i was telling telling zero about before was um out of all those damn franchises out there right now if they ever decide to make a franchise out of the matrix that's the one i would say i'm okay with oh like a remake you mean remake reboot ex- uh, a continuation of the matrix it, oh, okay. it's Okay, it's got the, a pretty good world. It's exactly. probably a pretty good universe, and they they kind of did because they did the Animatrix. And they, right, but when was that? The, the Matrix world building is so vast and so impressive. You wonder if there's like a another universe inside this universe that there's a lot to delve into and just unlimited bubble universe. Right, there, there's a lot to explore in the. Thought Matrix. we weren't talking about that shit, Will. You're. I know you want to. No. There's a lot to explore of the Matrix, uh, and if they ever decide to make a franchise of it, I think that that be that has a lot of potential. Well, they did. They made they made a trilogy, and it had it had prequel uh, uh, side stories as well. They did it. You could, we can retcon those because those <laughs> movies don't exist anymore. No. They're gonna do what they did with the Terminator. They're just gonna go back to the first movie for the Matrix and then just start from scratch. And then one director comes out, he's like, "Yeah, those movies don't yeah. exist." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Almost within the first 30 seconds, we have 
Carrie Ann Moss's character, Trinity, she is running from the cops, or she beats down uh, some officers, you know, uh, badassly. Is that a word? Bad, badassly? Yeah. yeah they've, sure. they've located her to some abandoned, uh, like, apartment complex, mm-hmm. and they send a whole bunch of men to subdue her. Uh, we're introduced to, um, was it Agent Smith? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he tells the police officer, like, oh, your men are already dead. Yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, it's great because uh, it, this is how you start a movie. This is how it gets your, it gets gets your, your attention. Dre- attention, the adrenaline pumping, and, right. and you're left wondering because none of these, all the questions that you have in your head right now is like, who is she? What is she doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's beating up cops? Is she a bad guy? You're thinking, when are these questions going to be answered? So you're engaged. It's, it's yeah. a great way to start a movie. And you get to see Carrie Ann Moss jump in the air and do this kick that has been parodied thousands and thousands, thousands of times. Yeah. It's our first introduction to the bullet time effect as mm-hmm. well. Right, yeah. Yes, it's immediately pretty much an action scene, but there is a moment of the quiet before the storm, so mm-hmm. to speak. Okay, the cops are getting ready, they're going up, and then everything just stops before all the shit breaks out yep, yep. and it that works so well yeah it, it's it's i don't write amounts yeah i don't like when you immediately go from like Zero to uh, the, the title screen to and then all of a sudden it's just like oh shit he's running through the fields of something and there's like 40 guys behind him or something mm-hmm. like that there's a, a right amount of tension building and it, it sets you up perfectly for the movie to start off with uh I, it, it, you already know that trinity is an important character you know that she's one of the main characters and you want to see her uh, get out of this unscathed, but she gets chased by one of the agents. The agents, you don't know who they are yet, but they're menacing characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like they... you can kind of see that they have similar abilities to her, mm-hmm. where right. it's non-human mm-hmm. or non-normal. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's leaping across buildings. He is following uh, in pursuit equally to her, and then we're shown that the normal police officer is aren't able to do what they're doing right right so um there's you immediately see that there's uh these sub these humans and then there's these superhumans you know um they all have these powers and th- these people who can do superhuman things uh, now that you we've established that they can do these things and it's in this world that it's it's possible you're you you buy it when you see the wire food you know you, you mm-hmm. see these crazy things that can't obviously happen in real life but you, you get it you're like okay that can happen because you know it's not real or like these people have somehow cheated the system to make it real i, I wish in um the chase scene i wish all the other officers were just even more out of shape <laughs> i wish they would have like hampered at home that like they just can't do yeah they but they don't do comedy in this movie okay <laughs> like it'd be great if like one of them was like walking with a bag of donuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god like he they they all try to jump across the building and donuts just fall yeah, yeah, One of the cops just like starts throwing donuts across <laughs> the other building. Just to add, uh, in, uh, a deleted scene uh, that was never shot, but they storyboarded. Mm-hmm. That was It came out a, li- a little differently. Uh, the Wachowskis wanted this to be in kind of like in Chicago, which is where they're from. Mm-hmm. So the scene where uh, Trinity's character... She jump. She jumps uh, off the building and she jumps through the window down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene before that where they wanted to have them like jump on trains and run on top of like above ground trains, but obviously they couldn't do that in the budget. So mm. it's 
completely out. She just jumps yeah, from yeah. building to window. No, that, that's curious because if they were to do that, would they have filmed it in Sydney as well? Because the rest of the whole movie is filmed. Yeah, in yeah. So Sydney, what? Australia. Well, so what happened is they realized they don't have these trains right in, in <laughs> yeah. Sydney, and I think it would just not be in the. Zero, CG, are you CG telling budget. me that they can't build trains? <laughs> like, yes. Not non CGI trains, real trains. Yes, cardboard. <laughs> You're cardboard. Yes, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Uh, well, I mean, I uh, would not have added much of this movie I don't it, know. it wasn't needed because it the the pacing of the scene is just it's, it's nice like yeah. them jumping on top of trains and running from each other and mm-hmm. shooting at each other sure it it would have been cool to see but i think what we get was perfectly fine as right it is. right later on when she gets away from them and starts jumping from roof to roof uh, roof you have like an overhead shot where she's jumping but then it's like in some parts of that shot things are sped up and other things are slowed down, so it shows the kind of different oh. balance in. Right. Uh, what do you call that again? It's not well. I, obviously, the technique itself is called bullet time, but um, it's that Zack Snyder uh, uh, speed ramp, speed ramping. You know, like, it's, it's like well, it, they're yeah, they're shooting at a different frame rate. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's. It's. I, I guess this was pre Zack Snyder when he was, you know, circle jerking himself with the with the slow down, speed up, slow down, speed up kind of effect. Um, but it, it works to affect uh, here because it's not yeah. overused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of modern action movies now they they just overuse the hell out of that because it's not the action itself that's interesting. It's the fact that the camera can mm-hmm. uh, the action itself can speed up or slow down at any given time. Well, and, it it makes sense, mm-hmm. and I think we mentioned this. Like it makes sense for this movie because they're doing things that are not in reality. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we can visually see these mm-hmm. things, and it looks off, mm-hmm. but within. But for a good reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, bring, them bringing on Yun Wu Ping was pivotal to making the action work for this movie mm-hmm. because it's not just the fact that they, you know, like had uh, fight choreography. They brought in an expert um, to like one of the most prolific uh, icons. And Yun Wu Ping actually like catered each of their fighting styles, their choreography to each the actor specifically. Carrie Ann Moss was more flexible, so she did certain kind of moves. Uh, to cater to her uh, style of fighting, yeah, um, she she does your favorite move where you do like the it's like a split kick and, oh, you're, yeah. and you're kicking the guy behind you, but in reality, like no one would really ever right. Do that. Like you, you you probably split your groin. You you hurt yourself more than the mm-hmm. opponent. Right. You might kick yourself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of time and effort that all the actors had to go through uh, to make the action believable and. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, Hugo Weaving says like, "Oh, I thought we were gonna do training for three to four weeks, mm-hmm. and it turns out it was like three to four months." Yeah. So they they really uh, set out to to make sure that the actors uh, looked believable mm-hmm. on screen, and I'm pretty sure almost all the time it's really them. Like they shot it in a way so that mm-hmm. you're not seeing the back of the head, but like you're you're seeing them performing the moves, which is really impressive. Yeah. Don't you guys miss the miss it when you watch an action movie and you're like, "Hey, look, it's the actual actor doing the thing." Yeah, it's it's nice seeing that, and uh, if, even though they're suspended on wires, um, it's it's still cool that they're actually putting the effort to do all that. Yin Wu Ping actually said he's uh, a little uh, flabbergasted that these people were out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he he made it work. You know, after after four or five months of training, uh, obviously anyone would get conditioned to do these action scenes of course uh, this is this is the uh movie that got um got keanu reeves 
uh, into martial arts, I believe, right? Because obviously he's been in John Wick, and if you've seen John Wick, he he's we're talking what? I'm not 20, sh- almost twenty years later. I'm not sure about if it's how he got into martial arts, but it's definitely it propelled him more into it mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Right, mm-hmm. John Wick, like he he has he obviously he's uh, he learned a lot of martial arts or like a lot of conditioning, um, you know, like for the movie, but. I, I like to attribute this movie a lot to that because it probably was a gateway for him to... to... Well, he wasn't, he wasn't doing too many action movies, actually. I believe uh, a few of the movies that came out before Speed. this was like Speed. When did The Lake House come out? Uh, that was after this. After, but right. but uh, I think the year before this, he was in a movie called like A Walk in the Clouds. It was a romantic comedy. He was in uh, Chain Reaction, which was... was yes! Oh my god, like that sci- movie! Which is like a sci-fi uh, <laughs> like pg-13 that was romp. crazy uh, so he wasn't doing anything like heavy heavy heavily uh heavily action based mm, okay so you're um, telling me he wasn't using karate in uh bill and ted excellent adventure <laughs> i don't believe so <laughs> excellent he was using uh, guitar foo maybe. Okay. <laughs> i wonder if he's gonna use that in the sequel i hope the so. one that's about to come out there's a certain scene in uh, in the movie where uh, uh mr anderbro gets disconnected from the matrix or the hookup and he's he's brought back to life in the real world or he's comes uh to life in the real world and he comes out of the the pot and mark yeah i was uh, immediately i was like oh beautiful and adult birth and then he bursts through and i'm just like oh shit it's ryan reynolds as deadpool and wolverine weapon x <laughs> it looks exactly that. like it because all he's missing is like the eyeshadow and the sewn <laughs> mouth which keanu yeah. at and one point lasers. doesn't have yeah. a mouth at one point either so uh, actually, this weird. in this scene they uh, actually wanted him to be like in a sack like in the storyboards mm-hmm. they wanted to be like they mm-hmm. wanted it to have him to be like in a birthing sack right right and it strips away as he's going down the tube mm-hmm. but they decided to just cut it R- a lot quicker you know it's mm-hmm. funny speaking of that that pod um apparently uh during the building or the production of this uh, they had these testers to actually test out the pods, and it was so hard to breathe in there. Someone it suffered from hypothermia. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so by nice, I mean not nice. Not, at all. Nice, <laughs> not nice at all. Have you have you had hypothermia? It's, it's not so nice. No, no, definitely not. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, when who knows how? Like they probably didn't warm the liquid at all, and mm-hmm. he was like freezing his ass off in there. Right. It does look pretty cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, water. It doesn't like get cold or anything. I didn't if you even leave think that it out, water. It looked like twenty pounds of like. It's just gel. It's like... Nickelodeon slime before they add the green to it. <laughs> before they add the food color. I was gonna it. say Astroglide. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. That's how, that's how he slides down the tube so easily. <laughs> just KY jelly. Yeah, it's KY jelly. <laughs> if you ever want to know if an action choreographer does what he's supposed to do, watch The Matrix. Watch this scene between Morpheus and uh, the One Neo. Neo? Um, because any good choreographer can make un- untrained, uh, like non-martial artists look like badasses on screen. Of course, they had the conditioning, they had their yeah. their training and everything. But this scene, it, it even though you can nitpick it and say, yeah, it looks a little floaty. It might not look completely seamless. You can see that they're they're hitting their marks. They're they're yep. hitting their choreography. It looks believable. It's impressive because it's the actual actors doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's only a few instances where you don't see their faces, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty positive it's always them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of high kicks there. You know, like mm-hmm. doing high kicks is not easy, especially if you're not a flexible person to begin with. And we can't just assume that every one of these people can just do high kicks right off the bat. You know, like you, you have to condition for that. And they, they definitely 
prepare their bodies for this role. It's not like modern day action stars now where uh, Hollywood actors will get toned for their roles, but then they have stunt doubles doing all their, their stunts anyways. Like right. here, it's like, yeah, if they, they still look like, look like normal looking dudes they're not all chiseled and yeah but they can they can obviously do the the stunts that are required of them yeah and right. it's great because um i guess the way they kind of hide some hollywood uh action sequences is by like shooting like a little closer so you can you can obscure the face of the actor so you can put the stunt double in there yeah in this there are so many wide shots and long takes that there's there's no way like they would have to digitally remove the face of the the stunt double if they were to do this and at that time that technology was not really available Mm -hmm. so they made sure you know Lawrence Fishburg (laughs) (laughs) and Keanu Reeves uh knew knew kung fu yeah yeah Yeah. they they did not download a jujitsu program (laughs) uh do whatever they need to 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 like get the mod that they need to make themselves superhuman so you don't need to look chiseled but you you have you get granted these abilities Right, that, that's another layer you could put mm-hmm. on it, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so like, if they were chiseled, actually, I think it would strip it away from this movie, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it'd be fine either way. I think because of the superhero movies now, <laughs> every male actor needs to have a superhero body because you're going to have that shirtless scene. Yeah. There's always right. a shirtless scene uh, in every Marvel movie just to show off, hey, look how... Look how uh, dedicated this actor was they they stopped eating bread for for four months <laughs> you'll be watching parks and rec and you're like why is chris pat all of a sudden so chiseled <laughs> yeah. oh i just stopped drinking beer well going back to uh this dojo fight mm-hmm. so uh in the original storyboards uh they uh they didn't go too full into detail because they knew i think what happened was uh they knew they were going to get some sort of uh, action director, action choreographer to do it. So they didn't, uh, like, board the entire sequence. But there are a few instances where uh, things changed. Like, um, when Neo uh, backflips, he jump, he runs up the wall and he backflips. Uh, in the boards, he lands in front of Morpheus for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in, the, in the movie, he lands behind him. Uh-huh. So just little things like that are different. But right it stayed pretty much the same yeah we were watching the behind the scenes of this too um so the behind the scenes it, the, a lot of the action blocking was done by um you know the yunwo ping's um uh men uh trained martial artists obviously but you know they were the ones who were you know the kind of stand-ins before the actual actors were doing the stunts themselves mm-hmm. uh tiger chen being one of them actually keanu reeves teacher and Hey, Tiger Chen, you know, call back to our last episode. Triple threat. They're great. Triple threat. Yeah, it's cool to see that, like, they were doing those things. And I'm, I'm curious, like, if there were any deviations, uh, because we haven't, I haven't gone frame by frame to watch if there are any differences. But it seems like watching the final product, they, they, like, it's amazing that we had these real world actors doing uh, these stunts that uh, real martial artists have been doing. Mm-hmm. I actually was curious to see if uh, this was sped up in any ways, but it doesn't seem like it. It didn't it, it, seem... I uh, was looking for that, too. Yeah, I was like, maybe they're going at half the speed. And... Well, it was smart because mm-hmm. it cuts where it needs to. Like, you can see where mm-hmm. uh, some kicks were being thrown that probably mm-hmm. didn't come across as well, so they cut to different angles just, right. just to get the better visual. I read somewhere that uh, they said that 
uh, because Keanu Reeves had uh, spine surgery. Is that what? No, 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 neck, neck. No, neck surgery. Uh, uh, Wait, that was Hugo Weaving, and um, Keanu Reeves had spine surgery. No, no, the other way around. (laughs) The other way around. Yeah. Keanu had the neck. Yeah. If you you watch, if you watch behind the scenes uh, when he's doing some of the four month training, he's wearing a neck brace. Oh yeah. (laughs) It looks really funny actually. I before I found out he he had that injury, I thought they were doing that maybe to like straighten his back or something to help with his posture i was like oh that's neat that would explain why he's so stiff when he stands up straight right not he's, stiff that way but yeah <laughs> he's just erect in every, <laughs> in every uh, if that was the case he should be hunched over every time he's like don't don't look at me <laughs> i am ashamed he messed up like his neck in the first week and then from then on out he's like i'm gonna keep my back so straight for the entire movie i read somewhere that they said that like keanu reeves had this operation so he couldn't kick a lot in the film and i'm watching this movie again and i'm like what are you talking about he kicks a lot in this movie well yeah. i guess it depends when he actually got mm-hmm. the injury first mm-hmm. and foremost and right. then you um and then also i mean regardless after the recovery time mm-hmm. you just take it slow i'm, I'm sure they mm-hmm. they probably did them the hardcore scenes like towards the end of the sure. film yeah i mean uh they almost never film movies in general in sequence you know like right. all this film certain sequences maybe they started with the action scenes first and and was it uh hugo he uh Mm -hmm. he had six weeks that Mm -hmm. he needed just to recuperate and then not including um like training again because when you're done you know six weeks of just um walking on crutches like (laughs) you know your your body starts to atrophy so you got to build yourself back up to your fighting shape and it's just like Mm -hmm. can you still imagine this movie being played by will smith <laughs> no, can you can you seriously imagine it? Well, uh, modern day Will Smith, absolutely not. Even back then, I don't think it would work. Uh, uh, I, th- I've said this to you before. Like, I do not need a sassy neo, yeah. <laughs> a sassy cocky neo. Right, like, but you know, um, there was one was, point in, in his career where I could have been like, okay, maybe you could have played it. But right, then right, right. I, I, before that and after that, no way. Well, can Will Smith play a like a stoic character? But I'm wondering if Will Smith has that range. And I don't think so. But he, but Keanu's like a stoic guy by default in his <coughs> his normal environment. Like when he's not acting, mm-hmm. uh, from everything mm-hmm. that I've heard. So yeah, he comes across as like pretty humble, yeah, pretty grounded. Okay, um, and that's that's, that, yeah. that's good for the audience surrogate. Yeah, you know, like we don't want to be in the eyes of some guy who's overly cocky. Like <laughs> you can't relate. So that's why he's the genie, right? Yes, that's, that's why, why he's the genie. genie. He's a big blue smurf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is mentioned a lot that Will Smith was gonna was initially pitched to play Neo, but one thing that people don't talk about is that Val Kilmer was supposed to was uh, was considered for the role too, but of not, Neo of Neo, yeah, was considered for the role. Oh, but guess who, who was also was this before or after he got fat? Probably before. before. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. Um, Batman before, Forever. Yeah, before uh, Bang Bang. Um, kiss Kiss Bang kiss, kiss, Bang. Kiss, yeah, bang. yeah, that was a fun movie. That was a, that was a fun movie. Guess what? He, Val Kilmer also applied for, or like they're always, he was also considered for. Oh no, wait! I think Morpheus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Val Kilmer has that distinct voice. Mm-hmm. I think him as Morpheus wouldn't be bad, right. but I just can't imagine him doing the fight. I can't imagine because I've never seen him do action like that before. Besides, uh, Top Secret, he's fighting in the water. I have not seen Top Secret. <laughs> that's uh, that's good fight. But like, he seems to be this guy that popped up in so many films well, that he, he could have been in and like Everyone popular films like super popular films i'm like how would that have ended up if they just started him or started him you know well it's a good thing he didn't play batman 
<laughs> no, that would be a travesty if he played Batman. He, he wasn't he Batman. Could... I, I know. Zero, don't don't squash my joke. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is a short little action sequence. Mm -hmm. It's where um, Agent Smith and a bunch of uh, police officers uh, find out they're in this uh, abandoned building. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, the set, uh, they reused this set from a movie called Dark City. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Nope. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi-ish horror movie yep. from the 90s. But they reused this whole set from there. Mm -hmm. And what happens is uh, they're found out and they decide to hide uh, behind the walls. In the storyboards, this plays out uh, a little differently. So um, when the officers are looking for them, <laughs> you actually see the wall bulging. They can't uh, hold their form hiding behind there. And <laughs> which is kind of funny because really? that makes sense, right? Uh -huh. You know, like if you're hiding behind a wall and you're too big for it, the wall will actually bulge out. Mm, and okay. they did that in the storyboard. But what they realized is like um, they they didn't have the budget or it was too much time to actually make the wall come out and, oh. and do that with the physical set. Uh -huh. So what they did was they used the, um, I guess, the asbestos or, or the dust mm. and they had a cypher sneeze. And that's how they discover yeah. they're in the wall. So it was a workaround, a nice you know, little workaround. You know, I'm glad that they made that concession. It's like um, the cops did a little bit of detective work to, to figure it out versus just, hey, look, there's a fat dude in the wall. <laughs> well, I don't think there was even detective work because he sneezes. Well, if yeah, you couldn't okay, tell, fine. like, there's a sneeze coming from the wall, my my my, my detective school... Yo, there's something wrong with the radiator. Well, yeah. to be fair, the cop had his ear right against the wall, so, like, uh, yeah, okay, he heard him just because... If he was five inches further away, maybe mm -hmm. he wouldn't have heard him. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, what happens is uh, they try shooting up the wall, mm -hmm. conveniently miss everybody. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, uh, Agent Smith takes over the body of the police officer, and then he uh, begins to pull out uh, Neo from mm -hmm. the wall, which is pretty cool. Like, I like, yeah. I mean, I think the only real way to do this is with a pra with a practical set. Right, You know, yeah. like, you see... The... I mean, it definitely is practical. Oh, of, I mean, course, like, of course. I'm sure it's cardboard. It's not right, like, right. like Hugo Weaving busts his hands through tiles. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, my fingers. Well, it, it's great because it just, it adds that uh, real-world effect, you know, all the debris, all the dust mm -hmm. flying everywhere. It right. just makes it seem that much more uh, intensive. Little known yeah. fact, that was real asbestos that those actors yeah. were breathing in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they're all dead now. <laughs> if you breathe asbestos in the Matrix, do you breathe asbestos <laughs> in the real world? <laughs> Mm, something to ponder do you want the asbestos pill or do you not <laughs> it also prevents erectile dysfunction <laughs> uh, Neo yeah so Morpheus does the sacrificial lamb thing he, he, he jumps on the grenade figuratively and literally well you, you laughed at this and I always laughed at this yeah. uh, whenever I saw it when Agent Smith first grabs Neo uh, Morpheus decides to like, sacrifice himself. <laughs> but he doesn't like burst through the wall. He does it before he bursts yes. through the he wall, which this, is hilarious. He does yeah. this like battle cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's exactly what it is. So he's like, oh God, amp myself up. But it's just so funny. Oh. <laughs> and then just like Frankenstein busts through the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's good because uh, the heroes get away, but, uh, but we get a good taste of... Um, like understanding the agents' power, agents' agents, agents', agents, agents power. That's, the the G-men. No, that's plural singular. 
It's plural. Know. Agents. Plural possessive. Oh the agents' power. Um, you know, obviously, we, we've already established that if Morpheus can kick Neo's ass, mm -hmm. then and the agents can easily dispatch Morpheus, then obviously we, we know that these agents are have a lot, tremendous lot, amount of power. It feels like yeah. unlimited power. Right, right. They, they can hack the system to a point where like not even the, the heroes can... You know, um, well, it's almost not even hacking the system. They are the system. Yeah, well, that's true. That's, yeah. that's very, very true. Mm -hmm. um, try not to get philosophical. <laughs> well, actually, uh, re-watching the scene, uh, I liked it because Morpheus is able to defeat Neo pretty mm -hmm. easily, yeah. and then we see him finally take on an agent, and Agent Smith dif dispatches him like so quickly. Uh, Morpheus puts up a decent fight, and you get to see some cool moves, like he does the hands, the one hand double kick, yeah. and whatnot. But it's it's all utterly uh, uh, ineffective, right? And you can just see Agent Smith is just able to overpower him, mm -hmm. and any sort of graceful mm -hmm. moves and choreography that uh, Morpheus once had is reduced to him just like defensively trying to block these hits right and you can see it on his face maybe he's just not good under pressure <laughs> like ah, oh, it's cool i'll just well, stand there i, I don't pretty, doubt but... that morpheus is a skilled fighter yeah. uh, like okay uh i won't doubt anything that you just said before but morpheus he has the technique down but it, you can only have so much technique against a fucking wall yeah morbius uh Lawrence Mor fishberg <laughs> did i say... i said morbius morbius <laughs> uh morpheus uh, you know, uh, does like a block, I think hits him once and then still, uh, the agent's pummeling him and all of that. And yeah. And then the agent just kind of like stops at one point, uh, like gets him to the ground, uh, leaves to go after the other guys. And then like all the cops rush in and like, just basically beat him down and just like, okay, next scene. <laughs> <laughs> it happens really quick. You'll notice, uh, Hugo weaving, uh, and, Lawrence Fishberg are fighting. Um, Hugo Weaving's character, Agent Smith, does this move where he actually blocks one of Morpheus's punches by punching it. It's 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 only it happens once, mm -hmm. and they were saying that uh, they kept on doing the take over and over again, and uh, he actually does punch his fist with uh, Lawrence Fishberg's. Oh fist. shit! And he said he hurt. He like I, he think he heard something. And then there was swelling like that. That's like bone on bone. That could have easily like fractured. Yes, yeah. of course. Like I'm that. like you guys can't see me right now, but my jaw is like yeah. agape. Mm -hmm. Because uh, <laughs> I think the terrible. I think the way they shot it is like you were never supposed to really see it, so they, they could get away with not really mm -hmm. making right. But when contact. you're doing thousands and thousands of takes, takes of something, yeah. you're, you're you're bound to mess up something. Right. But that's, so that's impressive. They did do it. They unfortunately did make contact. Two fists hitting each other, and yeah. man, that must have been well. Really when you're props to them. Well, when you're not like. Uh, go in full force and you're not expecting to do that move like to completion mm -hmm. um, you're not like all tensed up you're not fully committed in that punch and that's when you get hurt but like if they were both committed and they were both punching like right. there would be no injury yeah maybe there could be an injury but not really but, but he's an agent okay <laughs> punch weaving in that fist. Yes. yeah well i you said it before uh right after uh, morpheus gets his ass handed to him um they don't kill him right off uh, no right no, off, no you know yeah. like they, they obviously want to keep him for leverage and just everything. submission yeah right but well uh, they're trying to get the codes to zion right right exactly you know the machines want some sort of like access to their you know all their secrets mm -hmm. but what you said before was that uh once hugo uh hugo agent smith like <laughs> leaves the room he's just like 
boys, the cops come in and they all the cops start beating down on, <laughs> yeah. on this one black you man. Get, you get this great uh, top down right, over, right. overhead and, shot of all the if, police and, officers coming into this <laughs> tiny, tiny room. Yeah. And if any of you guys use Facebook, I, I'm sure this meme has been posted millions and millions yeah, of yeah, times. Yeah. This one gif, it's like, hey, look, it's the LAPD. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> one complaint that we had for the last couple episodes was that you know uh, one distract one distracting thing is that when you see an action scene cut between another scene that's completely unrelated, here it's done very effectively. It's right. like it's you see the action, it it's done. On to the next thing. It's not like oh, here's the action. Let's cut to something unrelated and yeah. then come back to the action. Right. And when like, they do cut it, there's the um, it's for the sake of showing the parallels between the real uh, the real world and the um, artificial world. Yeah. It, it's either it's either very very brief. It's not distracting, or it's um, it helps the story. It makes people realize like what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I, I want to explain this in a way that it makes sense. That whereas other movies failed in that regard, it's right. like there's a certain rhythm there's a certain cadence yeah. that these action scenes are, are working in and when you cut it and and cut the uh tension the adrenaline going uh with something else and completely unrelated it's uh it's distracting and like and when you get back into the scene you're like oh what what's happening i feel like i missed out on something here it doesn't feel like you missed out on anything right, right. well because they it's just written well mm-hmm. they they wrote it in a <laughs> That's way all like it takes. It's yes <laughs> it's action scene mm-hmm. like you know the first action scene then second action scene then third action scene it's not like hey how about we have three action scenes going on at the same time and right. then cut between them it's you just have to do it sequentially it's yeah. linear yeah for uh, sure it, it, com- yeah. it's not stitch works here you know yeah. it, it works very well because there's a moment where I'm, I'm, I'm obviously jumping a little bit ahead but after the lobby scene they get up to the rooftop and the main characters take uh, trinity and neo take take down the cops but oh. it's it's so quick, it's so fast, it's it's it, it's barely even like it barely it barely doesn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't even matter because like the cops are so dispensable and they're so expendable. Um, and immediately the Smiths come in. Yeah, obviously it feels like you missed out on the fight between them versus the cops, but it's not needed because mm-hmm. you know that because like, about what's what's gonna happen next is what you really should be exactly like on. the Smiths, yeah. right. are, not the Smiths, but the agents are the ones you really should care about. Like like mm-hmm. the cops are so weak. Uh, and useless they're, they're, like, they're fodder yeah exactly it's point. like you don't need to see that part but like that's that's the problem with some a, a lot of action movies out there that like have this whole hey there's action sequences but you haven't seen it but uh, and you don't need to see it on screen but no as an audience member I want to see what's happening like w- with the cop sequence it didn't matter what was happening so that like that was a that was a moment where it was used effectively that we can cut that those sequences out Right. To, to bring it back a little bit, when the to start off like the first action scene of this um, uh, Trinity, no pun intended, or uh, this... What? Because <laughs> huh? three action scenes kind of uh, in a row. Uh, oh my god. Uh, good one, Mark. Good one. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when, when they're entering the lobby and he's like, oh, all metal objects in the bucket pan, whatever, mm-hmm. and then he just opens that trench coat and then that's like a... a favorite scene of mine just because it's like oh that's new like even though there's guns in this film and mm-hmm. um but it mostly focuses up until that point on physical hand-to-hand running away building story and then like there are action scenes but it's really just hand-to-hand combat yeah there's maybe like a handgun here maybe like 
something. What did you say, Zero, when uh, he opens up his trench coat? Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was hoping he was naked under there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he still but he still had all the gun harnesses on. Yeah, well, it's funny. He has a lot of guns down there, so you know he's packing. Yes, so you he's, know he's it's a metaphor. Yes. it's a metaphor for something. Mm-hmm. You can also draw kind of parallels. It's like, oh well, he's still getting in the rhythm of things. He needs the weapons because he's going into like a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needs that, like those tools that help to get there. That's true because in this, oh god, again, I don't want to talk about sequels, I know, but yeah, like, yeah, like you know, like this is the last moment where Mr. Anderson ever even needs weapons because he can just dispatch anything with yeah. his his mind, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, actually, another thing I thought was interesting uh, in the storyboards, uh, this sequence was actually going to have a lot more kung fu and martial arts behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would have uh, de- detracted a lot because right. this yeah. is yeah. mainly like a gun battle. This is a John Woo send-off. Oh, Woo, yeah. Uh, scene. oh yeah. Like it doesn't need to have kung fu in it. Which it, this is really weird for us, a kung fu podcast, to talk to say that. But mm-hmm. you know, like we, like every other martial arts choreographed scene in this movie was like the perfect um, tribute to uh, East uh, Hong Kong cinema. But like for this scene, it this this was a tribute to John Woo movies, you know, mm-hmm. like um, like we're talking about uh, like the slow motion of things right, like yeah. like everything exploding. Yeah, a very, stylized gun battle. Yeah, that's yeah. very mm-hmm. uh, John Woo. Yeah, we we movies. needed that, like, cause like we need representation of that style of what gun fu mm-hmm. on screen. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, in the storyboards, like Trinity was throwing knives mm-hmm. uh, at one point, and she even had a bolo. Uh, really? Yeah, it's <laughs> and uh, I can see that just completely being awkward in a in a right battle. Yeah. like the the famous phrase you don't bring a knife to a gunfight yeah. and I think uh, it was good that they showed restraint mm-hmm. and kept it completely uh, gun on gun action. Right, right. <laughs> my, one of my favorite behind the scenes moments: Keanu Reeves is just prepping for uh, he's he's getting shot at behind the pillar and he's he's supposed to step out and he's supposed to shoot at everyone else. But he steps on the debris and just falls flat on his face. <laughs> Speaking of debris, uh, I'm sure people know this, but I thought it was uh, really interesting and really painstaking for the, uh, I guess, like the production crew. Uh, every time they shot, they needed to rebuild those, those columns. Yeah. Because uh, they just, you know, they get blown up, they get shot away. Mm-hmm. And anytime they messed up a take or they needed to do a new angle, they needed to rebuild it. That's so, what we call commitment. Yeah. Good old paper mache. Mm-hmm. That's called work right there. I'm glad <laughs> and, they, they did that, though. And yeah. it just it, it goes to show, like, if they did this now, like, that would all be CGI. Yeah. And your brain knows when it's CGI because it doesn't look real. There's something about right. it. Mm-hmm. And just seeing everything explode, it's it's very visual in your face, but it, it just adds to the heightened sense of, like, fuck, they're really getting fired on. Yeah. It, it, it makes it that much more dire. That and uh, I really appreciate that this is a good use of Wirefu for this particular scene. Uh, yes. There's one moment where Trinity does a wall flip, a side flip off of the wall, and she was obviously really scared to do it because, you know, real world actor, not trained in any physical combat before, so she's not prepped for this. But, so but it took her a little bit of uh, goading to kind of get her confidence up to perform the stunts but it looks really good and she, like, she looks very confident in doing the stunts it looks great cinematically right yeah. uh, another thing from the storyboards is that that scene you're talking about the wall run that was all supposed to be one take at least in oh, the really? boards okay. <laughs> they tried to do it where it's following her I think mm-hmm. 
were seeing the cameras facing her and were following her. Mm -hmm. She just flips off the wall, and then she was supposed to land on, like, a guy, like, all in one sequence. But I think the way they did it was smart, uh, knowing uh, Carrie Ann Moss's limitations, so they had to do uh, front shot, back shot, so Mm. they can cut it, and it looks a little more seamless. Okay. Well, I'm glad that they didn't go with that route, because that, what you just described was kind of (laughs) cartoony. It's like, he lands directly on a person. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it would have been fine, but yeah, yeah, uh, based on the limitations of the actress, I think it was perfectly fine what they did. Basically, with all the outtakes, all the behind the scenes, anything that they wanted to do and they failed to do almost seemed like it was better off not being done, Mm -hmm. basically. Maybe it was a little too... Mm -hmm. Um, just a little too much in, in some regard. So it actually worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. This goes a little bit off topic with when it comes to the movie particularly, but in terms of Keanu Reeves doing gun battles, because um, obviously he's done John Wick now, and he ever looks back on doing The Matrix, and he looks at this particular scene, and he just think, does he ever think to himself, this is, feels so unrealistic? <laughs> no, because you know he's he's trained in real firearms combat now. But yeah, it's but, like, but it's it's heavily stylized for this movie. You know, yeah. like they can they can warp reality mm-hmm. and they can do things a little bit above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like they're cartwheeling to pick up guns. Right. They're they're weaving in and out of columns. So I think you have to suspend your disbelief. Of course. Of it. of course. It, and just because he's more proficient now with guns doesn't necessarily mean this is a bad movie. And it also doesn't mean that every movie oh, not, he's going to do now like is going to be better just because he knows how to use a gun. No, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that at all. No, 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 I'm no saying, I know, I know. Like, I don't know. But I'm it's like, just like a distinction. I wonder if it keeps you know. Keanu Reeves up at night. Yeah. <laughs> so after the lobby fight, or lobby gun fight, uh, we get up to the rooftop. Like I said before, they take care of these cops very easily. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss does this really good, like, one, two, three combo that was really cool. Like this, Yeah, he, they, dis- they dispatch... Uh, the henchman on the roof and we get the most infamous bullet time scene yes movie history actually mark said it before uh they have all the most iconic moments in the movie kind of happen almost back to back yeah this Mm -hmm. uh sequence events well where when they're in the helicopter shooting through the window to get um Morpheus out. M. Just call him M. Yeah. Just call him God damn it. Lawrence Fishburg. Just call him Lawrence. Fishburg. There we yeah, go. All right. Fishburg. So when they, Lawrence. When they get Fishburg out, that and the shots that they're doing with the helicopter, mm-hmm. iconic scene, or shot, rather. Um, and then, you know, jumping fr- uh, from the building to the helicopter. The, bro, the mid-air bro hug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, love you, bro. I how many times too. has that been done since that movie, you know? Really? I don't think that's been... It's been done a couple of times. It hasn't been replicated as much as I think. Maybe not as much, but it's definitely been done, like, at least on two hands, you can count. Let's talk about homage and parody when it comes to these sequences of events. Oh, no, 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 no. Legitimately, like, homages, I'm talking about, not parodies. Oh, no, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, Even given that, like, obviously, we said earlier on that this movie has a lot, a huge influence on other movies, but when we talk about parodies, how many people, how many movies have parodied the whole... um, when Neo goes on his back and stuff. Oh, when he's dodging when he's bullets. dodging bullets. Yeah. yeah. How many times have we seen that? Oh, well, I was going to say, the, the problem with the parodies, too, is we got an oversaturation of this. Like, yeah. Everything after this movie was, you know, bullet time, bullet time, uh, in, a, in a lesser state without mm-hmm. a budget. Yeah. And it, it got... It, it's one of those things where... Um, you get oversaturated with this, it kind of tarnishes the original a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to see this now because now that no one does bullet time anymore. It, mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's kind of like a special effect that's a relic of this time period. Yeah. 
it's it's refreshing to see because I was like, oh, it's 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 impressive. They really used it. They used CG to enhance it, but they didn't only use CG right, to right. make the effect. Like unlike the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The only instance where I'm we're not entirely sure if it's real bullet time or not, um, because it's not. I don't remember being in this behind the scenes or anything like that. But uh, there's that moment where Morph they save Morpheus. And Morpheus is about to run out the the side of the building, and he's about to jump onto the helicopter, and they're about to save him. Um, the they, agents like are shooting at him through the other side of the wall. Yeah, and one yeah. of the bullets hits his leg. Right. So most of the bullet time um, rigs that you, you, if you can visualize this is almost a complete uh, it's a circle. Circle. It's, yeah. it's an actual circle, not a semi arc or anything like that. Not oval. It's a, a full circle. So. This is the first instance where it felt a little bit more... Um, like digital. Like digital, digital, angular zoom. kind of mm-hmm. way. Like the movement felt a little um, more artificial. Um, it, it, this is one of the instances where it felt like it wasn't as realistic. So we're wondering if this was ever digital. Because it's something about this doesn't feel as authentic as the other scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I, I, th- I, think the z- I think the zoom in to the effect was mm-hmm. probably digital. Mm-hmm. And then like we mentioned uh, off mic... Uh, it, the the last arc of that move where you see the bullet go through the foot and the blood yeah, come out. So yeah. that looks like it wasn't a full rotation, so they could have made like a, a smaller rig right, that's to true. do that effect. That's true. It's, you almost it's have to because that shot's pretty mm-hmm. impossible. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of complications with that. It's like there's water, uh, there's like a puddle you know, uh, that Lawrence Fishberg is running through. Uh, you know, there's a sprinkler system. Yeah, it's 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 complicated. I just so, really like the splash of the water from the floor, yeah, and yeah. then when the bullet goes through, you don't even really see the bullet. You just see all the blood mixing with the water. Yeah, like I really, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty like, cool. Like point got. You know, I'll give it props to the, the Matrix for subverting expectations. Most mentor characters in most movies, especially martial arts martial arts movies, they die. They don't survive the movie. Most really? of the, most of the time, they do. Like the the mentor dies, uh, and then the the, I don't know about that. the student has to live on or like carry on their message, mm-hmm. which I was expecting when I well obviously well, when I was you really, first watched this. Well, you no, that. that's not true. Like when I was young, when I first watched it, I was fucking I wouldn't say in diapers, but I was young. But right. <laughs> um, like I didn't think that. But as subsequent viewings, I, I thought that I was like, you know, like I, I can see Morpheus dying. And I, I can imagine the story being played out that way. It's a little safer. Well, not safer, but more conventional when it comes well, to... Well, it, it would have been that typical, like, the student is now the teacher. Yes, that, that's exactly how I thought. Because uh, I did grow up with a lot of martial arts movies, yeah, so yeah. that's usually how it goes when it comes to that. Yeah, war- of... warranted. Uh, but I, I never really expected that. To really? Okay. Yeah. But they could have um, also thought the same thing that you were thinking of, mm-hmm. like, oh, all these movies, the mentor uh, dies. Mm-hmm. But it's somehow more powerful when the mentor uh, still lives and then sees the um, student, the pupil, actually surpass them and then be like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that's, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's more poignant that yeah. way, I think. Yeah, right, right. But you're right, like almost every other kung fu movie out there, like at least half of them yeah. have like the master dies. Yeah, yeah. It, it it gives the main character more drive to yeah. succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Well, Keanu... his motivation was to save him and right. it, yeah. and he actually succeeded. So mm-hmm. it was cool that uh that he was able to That's do that. That's true. He is the one. <laughs> Neo is the one. As reiterated by mm-hmm. uh, the guy on the I wanna imagine uh Morpheus uh talking to his bros. 
uh, or his gals back in Zion. He's like, oh, tell me about Neo. Oh my God, he's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you why, but I just feel it in my heart that he's the one. He's Mr. Right. No, he's the one. (laughs) Um, the, The main characters escape. Almost all of them, um, but Neo gets stranded uh, somehow. He gets kind of cornered by Agent Smith, and we have our final battle of the movie. And this is actually probably, with the exception of uh, Lawrence Fishberg versus <laughs> Neo. <laughs> I know you guys are out there like, oh, God, they're saying it wrong, but... Yeah, no, what? that's his name, Lawrence yeah, that's Fishberg. Yeah, Lawrence Fishberg. <laughs> that's who I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, obviously, the dojo fight's really awesome, but you know, this is actually... this That was training. This is real, well, it's not real, but this is um, Neo taking all the skill into the into um, the field, and this is great. This is a good fight because uh, it shows that Neo has determined. Um, he has he's showing off all his, his his prowess, but he's still not enough to to mm-hmm. beat Smith. Yeah, we get another we get another bullet time sequence mm-hmm. of them jumping at each other in midair, uh, trying to see if they could shoot each other in the face. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both people right. are again uh, are ineffective at it. I know we established this before. The great thing about this scene, this one shot, is that they're really doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're suspended by wires, and yeah, it's like it looks a little hokey, but you know, it it works because it works for the, the actors are doing it. Yeah, it works because they're bending reality in the movie. Right, like we, don't see, we don't need to see we don't need to see Keanu Reeves pole dancing, <laughs> like spinning around people in a P- PS2. Some people want to see Keanu Reeves pole dancing around <laughs> like a million uh, Hugo Weavings. <laughs> um, the great thing that is established without being too explicit uh, is that, yeah, the main characters, everyone, um, the real humans, they, they learn Kung Fu. They're very acrobatic. They know these very uh, crazy skills um, that require a lot of um, finesse and mobility but the agents don't even need that they mm-hmm. are so overpowered um that their movements are relatively stiff in comparison yeah but that's exactly what you want to establish that they're tanks like yeah you can have all the... i was just gonna say yeah his mm-hmm. movement is like a tank he's yeah. just very like uh needs what needs to be done i'm doing this right right they're very direct in their their approach yes, which correct. is which is exactly it, it's a good way of establishing how their style of fighting is different from the main characters right all right um, yeah like uh everyone uh all the resistance fighters are a little more acrobatic where the uh the agents are just like one direction right like, so i need to punch you i need to kick you uh, so uh the main characters are the sword wielding dudes and the agents are indiana jones pulling out a gun and just shooting <laughs> the main characters that's what that is um because uh, it's it's essentially you're just fighting a wall. It's like you can have all the skill you want, but if you're just punching brick, it's like you're just hurting your own hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what Smith does. You know, as we established before in the previous scene, Smith is obviously an agent, and they're incredibly overpowered. It so. was really interesting to see uh, uh, Hugo Weaving just taking all these blows, like to the chest, <laughs> all these kicks. I was like, man, like. They, mm-hmm. I, you know, they had to rehearse these scenes right. over and over and over again. I'm sure there was padding underneath mm-hmm. his suit, mm-hmm. but just seeing him taking those hits, I was like, oh, well, I don't, you don't see that too much. Yeah, um, I think they took a note from uh, Hong Kong cinema. Um, all the dust on them, you know, all this. this I, I noticed. I noticed that a little more. Yeah, yeah, like that's obviously lifted from like Jackie style movies where it's like 
those hits those hits will register more um, to an audience viewer when you actually see you know like like an impact, not just like oh someone's face crinkling when he gets smacked in the face, but like seeing dust flying off of them. And it's like oh shit, there's particles in the air. That's awesome. <laughs> there's uh there's that one moment where um, they're exchanging chops, I guess you know karate chops as you mentioned before. Yeah. And <laughs> there's one moment where uh, Keanu's trying to uh, punch uh, Smith in the face. But he misses, and he does this little. He, hand extend, he extends he his extends, fingers out. Exactly, he yeah. extends, extends his fingers, and just <laughs> it's like the funniest thing when what? when Hugh Williams like. Bleh. I don't know, it's just something about that does. It's like the little comedy moment in, within this little fight sequence. I, I every time I watch that that the the fight, I think that that had to be intentionally funny. There's no way that wasn't. It, it uh, seems like a like a nod to older kung fu. Movies yeah, where, like where dim mock related stuff, just mm-hmm. like way way. Just obnoxious martial arts. Let's go with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, even though uh, Neo tries to hold his own, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, he's still not able to best Agent yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. And you see some some f- uh, funny uh, special effects when he starts pummeling him against the wall. You see the multiple arms. <laughs> I really like that though, because uh, mm-hmm. it it you're like i've mentioned so many times he's bending reality you're seeing like the multiple fists like you're seeing how overpowered he is and not only that but the wall itself is like caving in so it's Mm -hmm. it's like a rubber wall and it's it's malleable yeah Mm -hmm. yeah just like the world overpowered yeah matter and then it cuts briefly to that scene where he's in neo's in his like real the real world um and then it jumps back to him getting pummeled again and that's Mm -hmm. that nice kind of cut right there Mm-hmm. And then the differences between, like, oh, okay, like, we understand what's happening. Even if Smith can be killed in one uh, one instance, I mean, he can always come back into another uh, body. Yeah. And so he's, he's basically undefeatable. He's the liquid to, like, um, the T-1000 yeah. of this movie. So he's, like, basically unstoppable. So Neo gets the best of him, but he he still can't escape him. So Neo decides to run away. He gets uh, he gets on foot. He he starts running as as far as he can. But you know, Smith starts reincarnating himself into other bodies. He starts shifting into other bodies. These are fun sequences. Yeah, yeah they're cool. Yeah. It, it's cool. Like where it, he runs past the person and it cuts. It does a different cut, and then he's at that person now. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was a great way to, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, not have to do CGI to have him morph. Yeah, yeah just yeah. use the camera because mm-hmm. that like, morphing gets a little bit old after you've done it like three, four times. And also budget. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. That's. But you know, as as much as Neo can run away, in the end, as soon as he's about to escape, he gets shot. Uh, he's he's left for dead. Uh, he gets shot a couple times, mm-hmm. and through the power of love, literally, <laughs> literally through the power of love, which... Uh, there's uh, a like, kiss involved. Ugh, Not even on the same it's, plane. It's ne- necrophilia. <laughs> she's, she's kissing, making out with a dead body. Oh, yeah, didn't you establish before that, like, Carrie Ann Moss is attracted to... Like, he, she knows she'll fall in love with someone who dies. Yeah, she, yeah. she's a necromancer. Yeah. <laughs> she literally is. She yeah. literally brings him back to life with the power of love. Mm-hmm. And... Now that he's alive again, he is Jesus. He is Cyber Jesus. Yeah, the one. <laughs> he stops uh, the bullets uh, with his. You know, obviously, you guys yeah. know what we're talking about. You know, you, you everyone has seen this. Slows even them if you down, seen it. freezes them. Right, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. Bullet foo. Yeah, like Mr. <laughs> Anderson stops everything with his mind, and uh, we have a really quick exchange of Smith 
trying is now now the tables are turned. Smith yep. is blowing, trying, blowing his wad, trying to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like blowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, blow, he's blow, he's literally blowing Keanu Reeves. Uh, you guys, oh man, this there, is my fan fiction. There <laughs> is a there is a porn parody of The Matrix. Oh jeez, I've, I've watched it. It's, it's really. You, oh, you know, you guys gotta watch it because the bullet time effects are so stupid. <laughs> I'll have to send you guys copies. <laughs> no, no, send me send me the actual porno. <laughs> right. So now the tables are turned, and I now, know what porno I'm making. <laughs> you, you know what you're jerking off to tonight. Um, you know, like now Smith is uh like he's. Obviously unable to take take down Keanu because <laughs> I have so many names for him now. Uh, take down Mr. Anderson because he's just he's way too quick for him. Neo is just blocking everything without even looking. I like, like how they changed the frame rate here to make him yeah. like even faster. Yeah. yeah, there's there's one really quick edit, like really quick shot of uh, Neo looking at the movements. Like it's it's a really quick glance. It's just mm-hmm. him like just watching everything in slow motion. It's it's a good establishing shot to show that Neo understands the code. Mm-hmm. You know, he under he sees things before they happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's then, that's really good. Are you talking about then he like just looks away and he puts the arm yeah. Behind it is bef- is right before right he before does that. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, it, it's a really good shot. Like, and your brain registers it as hey, like he like understands he, like, he it gets now. it now. He gets yeah. it exactly, mm-hmm. and they, they don't elaborate on it. There's no person behind the the camera being like. Oh, he gets it now. Yeah. Well, they elaborate on it with the visual because right. now we get a point of view shot and he sees the code now. Right. He, right. So he literally sees the writing on the wall. Right. That's the director, that director's trusting the audience to be smart enough to understand. Well, that. actually, no, they don't because then Morpheus is like, he's the one. So they don't trust the audience. <laughs> I will say I don't like how he defeats Agent Smith, but I do have uh, good reasons for this. Okay. And it's not because of the kind of dated visuals. You know, you get the the CGI. He jumps into him. Right. He blows him up. Uh, cracks him and cracks him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason I don't like how he kills him is because this is why Agent Smith returns in the sequels mm-hmm. and becomes this weird, overpowered yeah. virus because uh-huh. he goes inside of him. And for whatever reason that they don't explain, uh, they're code mixed somehow. And now he has the power of Neo, and uh-huh. and that sets off the events of the sequels. Right, right. He's his progenitor now, <laughs> basically. Right. So if he never did that, they wouldn't have had a reason to bring back Agent uh, Smith. The, in the, the sequels. sequels don't exist. Remember, <laughs> yeah. they, they don't right, exist. Right. Yeah, it, it never happened. Yeah, that's basically that's the end basically, of the movie. Actually, he, yeah. He, he explodes, <laughs> and uh, as I've mentioned so mm-hmm. many times, you literally get to see. Uh, um, his surroundings bend with him because if you didn't get it, he's bending reality. Oh, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I didn't get it before. He's the one. Do we even need to get to the segment where we recommend the movie? I don't think we need to. Like, no, I think this uh, this conversation just explains that it's a really good movie, that we enjoyed mm-hmm. it very much. Right. It's a classic, and yeah. you it's should well, watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's a well-deserved okay, classic well, let's, for, many, let's, for many movie milestone reasons. Right. Let, well, let's go through our normal throws of... Uh, like how we recommend the movie in general. Do we recommend it as a movie? Of course, yeah. all all three of us would say that. Yes, but do yes. we recommend it as a martial arts movie? Um, I would say a lot of people don't think it's a martial arts movie. Um, they just think of like, oh, they're doing hand to hand combat, and that doesn't make it a martial arts movie. But if you really look at how much martial arts is in it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's right. and it's, also it's well, a martial arts. Movie. It's 
I will say, what movie popularized martial arts in Hollywood? You know, like, this is the one, this is the golden standard. Like, the, well, not the golden standard, but this is the one that you if, think If of. we're talking that turn of the millennium kind of time period, yeah, yeah this one and probably, like, Crouching Tiger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would Those say that. Those two. Right, but this this is one that people still think back on. Like, I don't remember the last time someone talked about Crouching Tiger. <laughs> Besides us, because we're yeah. losers. <laughs> uh, looking back, I... I don't know. It's uh, there's there's a big mix of martial arts and action. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I think it's just one of those movies that has like a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and uses it very effectively. I don't know if I could say this is strictly a martial arts movie. Okay. It has enough in it though for martial arts fans. Okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very very fair point. Uh, I I if you're into filmmaking at all, if you are even interested in the behind the scenes, the making of movies. If you approach it the way I do, I, I think it's thoroughly impressive. Like, of course, we will t- we will tout the movies that have real martial artists in them, re- performing real choreography. Those movies are great, assuming that everything else works, including editing and sound sa- and, and sound and lighting and everything. But this is a movie where you don't have real martial artists, but it works. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that that's what makes an effective martial artist mar- martial arts movie. If you haven't seen it by now, shame on you because it's yeah, definitely just, just watch it. Just exactly, yeah, just, just watch yeah, it. it but, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a staple for a reason, and it's uh, should be on your to watch list if you haven't right. seen it yet. Yeah, we recommend the movie. Just yeah. go watch it now. Okay. Bye.